Would you like a little more foreplay in your life? I mean, specifically brain foreplay. Well then, tune in to the most dynamic host, Dr. Rick Perea, performance psychologist to professional athletes and the stars. No failure is final and no topic is off limits. It's time to get real and get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay on Mental Monday. Welcome everybody to Brain Foreplay where you get your checkup from the neck up on Mental Monday. Hey people, to the people, the people, the people. Hey people, today we're gonna talk about a topic that really resonates with me because it's affected me directly in the last week. And I'm gonna only gonna be with you about 15 minutes today, 10, 15 minutes. But here's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about social media and adolescence, okay? Because something happened a few days ago that's completely disturbing, but it's a topic that's really resonating our society every day. And that is kids on social media and using it as a platform for bullying. And I think it's affected so many adolescents. Now, for the record, adolescence is defined from 10 and a half to 24 and a half. The prefrontal cortex does not finish developing until 24 and a half. And by the way, I'm Dr. Rick Perea, PhD in psychology. So when I spew out some of this information, I know my stuff, people, <laughs> okay? Adolescent brains are not fully developed. The prefrontal cortex is not developed. So executive functioning, organization skills, decision-making is not completely developed. But that is no excuse for being harmful, hurtful, and mean. So this message was sent to my son on Sunday. I hope you die. I hope you kill yourself. Nobody likes you. That was sent to him by a former football teammate at 13 and 14 years old. Okay? Now, you guys who have listened to me know my football background. I was a player, been a coach, and now a psychologist, NFL, Major League Baseball, and the NFL, and the NBA. And I'm telling you something, people. To have one of your teammates assault you in that way is completely unacceptable. That's just not acceptable. And by the way, this was delivered by the team's starting quarterback. Imagine that, okay? So you can understand my son came and showed me this message, and I, I know the person who the father is because he was the, the team's head coach. And I had to remove my son off this team a year ago because of some of this bullying before. Now, mind you, my two older sons are literally the strongest kids in their high school. Literally. They broke all the weightlifting records. They're great players. One of them's a freshman in college right now. So we have a football pedigree. But my youngest one um, has not hit puberty yet, so he's a little bit smaller. Um, he's only bigger than people by 10%, not bigger than 50% like my other sons. But he got bullied, and so I had to pull him off this team. And then on Sunday, this latest episode happened with, I hope you die and I hope you kill yourself. Now, to me, that's pretty, pretty strong. Um, I called local authorities. I had him come out. And they took statements. We took the recording. They gave it to them. They are going to forward it to the school SRO, the student resource officer, who is a police officer. But my point to you today, people, is 
What and and still we're at we're on Friday now and we haven't nothing's been done yet. Nothing's been done. And so my point is what if what if my son didn't have a good self-concept, self-worth, self self-esteem base and would self-harm now? Self-harm either by cutting or at the ultimate level take his own life. What if? Then would we do something? Then would we react as a society? I mean, people, we've got to wake up. We've got to wake up and understand how, the impact of social media every day. Now, it's not 100% negative, but so much of it is. Think about the psychological impact on adolescents when they look at other people on the Internet and they only see success. They only see beauty. They only see strength. You know, I said, like I said, my sons, all three, play football. And I see things up on Instagram showing players squat 500 pounds or make this great move in a, in, a, in a game, they never show failure. You know, they never show pain. They never show the reality of life that life is painful. Life can be very melancholy at times. That's real. You know, when we talk about getting your checkup from the neck up, we talk about being real here at Think One. And people, we've got to get real in our society. Social media, in many ways, is harming our adolescents, and we're allowing it to happen. And when a school district and a, a police department are willing to look at this and kind of put it off as, well, it's just poor adolescent behavior. No, it's not. I'm the psychologist, okay? It's not. It's specific to that individual who's, there's something going on with them to be able to utter those words, Okay. I have not raised three perfect young sons, but they would never say that to another human being. We, there, there's just too much love in our home. There's too much love that we would ever, you know, ever verbally communicate that to somebody. So, people, I want us to just think today, okay? I don't need you to have answers. I'm not saying I necessarily have answers, but I want you to think today about what we can do to get better, about this social media and how kids, it's okay to go say, I hope you die. I hope you kill yourself. You know, if that's okay, then let me start calling some people today and say, I hope you die. I hope you kill yourself. How far would I get with that before the police are knocking on my door? And then what would the penalty be? You understand? So people, we've got to understand when kids, when kids verbally communicate this, there's something going on. There's something going on in the home. There's something going on in their brain where there's pain. Okay, there's fear. That's what, that's what we call the sympathetic side of the autonomic, where there's stress. People, we got to learn to teach our adolescents to be on the parasympathetic, the calm side, low heart rate, low respiration, no muscle tension, clarity of thinking. Recently, I think I told you last time on my podcast, I took my boys to Costa Rica in, in the beginning of June. I got to tell you, people, it's a different country. It's a different way. There's no power distance there. Here we got so much power distance. We're willing to have a CEO make $30 million a year and someone to make $15 an hour in the same company. They don't do that in some countries. They're like, wait a minute. No, that's not fair. But we're willing to do that in America. And that power distance theory separates us. It really separates us in that system of organizational performance. And it happens in schools. It happens in schools with, with great athletes, not so great athletes, great students, not great students. 
You know, we've got to get better to bring people together because this verbal rendition by this adolescent to my son is a symptom, and I repeat, is a symptom of something deeper, a deeper pain, a deeper fear. And those are primary emotions. Anger and frustration are secondary. Think about that. Here's a little nugget to take away. Fear and hurt are primary emotions. Anger and, and frustration are secondary. So if you're ever angry or frustrated, people, you are actually hurt or fearful first. You just didn't stay in your primary emotion. You popped to secondary emotion so quick, you didn't even feel the primary emotion. When we can teach our adolescents to stay in the primary emotion, they will be much better at not deploying such hateful and hurtful rhetoric in our, in our society. So I'm going to end this podcast by saying this, people. I want you to understand words hurt. Words hurt. And especially the young adolescent brain that is developing, that is coming up. And, you know, thank goodness my two older sons took my youngest son aside and said, you know what, bro, we got you. We got your back. Nobody's ever going to hurt you. Nobody's ever going to, you know, harm you in any way. And just know we got a beautiful family. We got a loving family. And we do. And we do. And I'm very proud of that. But people in our homes, we have got to get better at teaching love, trust, and belief. We've got to do that in the home because if we don't, then we're, we're going to produce people and adolescents who deploy this kind of hateful and hurtful message. I love you. I trust you and believe in you. Please continue to get your checkup from the neck up here at Brain Foreplay every, every mental Monday. Don't forget to join us next week. Same place, same time. To get your checkup from the neck up fortified by foreplay that's brain foreplay and please remember to subscribe to this channel wherever you get your podcast